0: This is Brian Collins, I'm a uh, former Walt Disney Imagineer, and you're listening to the most wonderful podcast to hit the airwaves, Mouse (inaudible) You're at the right place, at the right time. (inaudible) (inaudible) You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's Super Cat! I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your day.
1: Happy Hump Day Wednesday, everybody. We hope you're having an awesome first half of your week. This is Nick, and I'm here with Stephanie, and this is episode 429. Today, we're going to be bringing you the latest news and rumors. But before we begin, let's go ahead and check out our friends over at WaltExpress.com. You can join their newsletter, become a Disney expert on deals, tips, and info on all things Disney. They have one up that was just released, you know, this past week. And that's about Star Wars. This is written by Vanda Bean. Disneyland and Disney World releases dates for Star Wars Land. Another blog up there. This is written also by Vanda Bean. First look at the 2019 Disneyland Food and Wine Festival. And finally, how to become an authorized Disney vacation planner. Written by Manny Middleton. Definitely go ahead and check that one out as well. But check out our friends, so your friends too, over at WaltExpress.com. So, big news, Stephanie, this past week Star Wars, the big announcement on Star Wars Land.
2: Yeah, I heard that there was a date. You were just talking about a date of opening?
1: Yeah, so on the article, so if you go ahead, and I want to direct all of our friends over to WaltExpress.com, and again, this the uh, blog is Disneyland, and Disney World releases dates for... Star Wars land, and in there it goes on to tell you the dates for for both of them. And so, Star Wars Galaxy Edge over over at Disneyland set to open on May 31st at Disneyland Resort, and then August 29th of this year as well over at Disney Hollywood Studios. Exciting! Very
2: cool. Very,
1: very, very cool. Go ahead and check them out. They they break down Disneyland, Disney World, uh, all you need to know about the new land.
2: So the future is finally tangible for all those people waiting. Like yes. It's, it's there. It is, Book those trips.
1: It, it is there. It is there. And I have an article here that we can flip through it, pull it up right now. I have it in my stack here. I mean, since we're talking about Disney World or Disneyland and Disneyland Star Wars, we probably should just go ahead and talk about it. And yeah. some of the stuff I talked about last week, you know, I talked about some of the souvenir shops and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, cause I think I'm, I passed up on Restaurants. Yeah, and yeah I we just didn't do food last time. There
2: was, there was too much food, so we went ahead and. And there boxes. really
1: is, but there's some cool things here that uh, you you would find at a cafeteria at a school, which I like. I I I think of cafeteria when I when I read this, but
2: don't tell me there's going to be Bosco uh, sticks or something. Close enough.
1: So All here right. we go. <laughs> Docking Bay Seven, it's food and cargo. At this restaurant, it's it's a it's a hangar. And you can choose a variety of dishes prepared with ingredients from across the galaxy, it says. It's saying how delicious it is. I don't have any other information on it other than it's just going to be be exotic offerings. Okay. All right. I mean, the location
2: sounds neat. The the hangar. Sounds cool, right? Yeah.
1: We have the milk stand. Then that's what I was talking about. You know, I Mm -hmm. think of a carton of milk. Grab your chocolate milk or your regular milk, right?
2: Exactly.
1: So you you can go ahead and enjoy your blue milk. And I don't know if you're... If you're a fan of Star Wars, eh? there's a drink in Star Wars that you see people drinking, and it's blue, and it, it's it's really just blue milk. Okay, right, and uh, gotcha. so anyway,
2: so you can get your blue milk here.
1: You can get your blue milk at the milk stand, definitely. Some of the shops we hit last week with the Droid Depot, where do you it, can. Do you think
2: it's just food coloring, or is it going to be like blueberry flavored milk?
1: Oh, is it actually going to be? You know, good question. Hmm. Good question. I would hope it would be like blueberry or something like that.
2: Right. A little more exciting than this milk.
1: (laughs) We have the Droid Depot. It's going to be a workshop that's stocked with snacks and chips and things like that. So basically those shops you see all around Disney Hollywood Studios that are selling just the snacks.
2: Mm -hmm. But it'll be more themed.
1: Yes. Uh, We have Doc Ondor's Den of Antiquities. You'll encounter a rotating collection of unique items that include everything from jewelry to ancient tools to, to rare kyber crystals, statues, and a collection of famous lightsabers. I think we talked about the shops, so I can go ahead and just name them off. We have the Creature Stall, Toydarian Toymaker, and the Black Spire Outfitters. And one thing we also mentioned was the cool costumes that or uniforms that the cast members are going to be wearing as well.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, we did. We talked about that.
1: So, and I know there was a lot of people on blogs that were stating that they weren't sure if they were summer friendly, but we don't know. We don't know what the fabric is made out of, but they sure look sweet. Looked really neat.
2: Right, and we discussed how, I mean, anybody out there in a costume, especially the character costumes, are probably also going to be extremely hot. So
1: so I can't wait for this land to open up. I'm already looking forward to going out there myself, so it's going to be a great time. So let's swing over to Disney Cruise Line. So they finally finalized a purchase of the Bahamas Lighthouse Point property that's been going on for quite a while. So like last week, you know, we had a series of New uh, content come out as far as newsworthy, I should say, with Star Wars Galaxy Edge. And we also had the shareholders meeting that took place as well. CEO Bob Iger, though, came out and said that Disney Cruise Line would soon be adding a new destination in the Bahamas, along with a debut of the Disney Cruise Line's three newest vessels. And so one thing they talked about was this Lighthouse Point area, which was a project that had been previously scrutinized by people in the, by the government in the Bahamas. And they didn't want this to take place because of environmental reasons. But Iger came out saying he's pleased to, to say that they finalized an agreement with the government of the Bahamas and that they're able to press forward with this new opportunity and this new project. So this is going to be de- developed on a total of 700 acres. Okay?
2: Okay. Disney is going
1: to donate 190 of those acres to the government. Which they're going to turn into a national park. Wow! That so here's the value, so just the value alone of the donated property, right? So this is
2: part of the agreement, right? If, if you do this for us, we will donate this. Yes.
1: Six point two million dollars. Isn't that crazy? That's Disney's like... going to totally invest in the Lighthouse Point area, which is going to be between two hundred fifty to four hundred million dollars. So it's a win-win situation for Disney and mm-hmm. for the Bahamas.
2: Sounds like it. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Sounds like that's what's happening there.
1: What else you got, Steph?
2: There's a new wood sign. Um, it's called the Otter Grotto. Have you heard about this exhibit in the Animal Kingdom? I don't know. Well, it's it, it's opening. It has not opened yet.
1: Okay, okay. So
2: they're, they're right now constructing it, and they have the sign. The sign is up, and it says Otter Grotto, so it, it's coming. And... Um, it's, this is a very short one, but I put it in here because it's funny, but it is sponsored by none other than Otterbox. <laughs> <laughs> I figure That's awesome. That's priceless. I know. I missed this that one. That was a great opportunity for Otterbox to go, huh.
1: That's a good one. That's cute. It's going to be yeah. sponsored by Otterbox.
2: Mm-hmm. It says right there on their the screen, Otter Grotto. Otter Grotto.
1: A clever. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Did you see also this past week, too, with Sam's Club now offering discounted tickets? I did. Okay. How so, discounted
2: do you think those are? Did you look any more into it? Oh, oh yeah. I read all the fine print,
1: too. So Oh,
2: boy. It,
1: they call them discounted tickets, but we're talking by by like five bucks.
2: Mm, Save five dollars per day. Do a whole bunch more legwork yourself? Um, I don't know. Really. It just
1: depends what kind of trip you're looking for. But, I mean, over a typical average week, you're saving about $20 now per ticket. I mean, if, you know, if you have five people going, that's a hundred bucks you saved, right? Yeah. But I will say this, okay? And here I am as an agent myself and people are going to say, oh, you're just, you're defending the agents. Well, well yes, I am. First off, uh, there's a reason why you want to use an agent, but you know, when you purchase tickets through Disney and I'm not saying through Sam's isn't, I'm, you know, they they have an account set up through Disney and yada, yada, but It just feels more secure when you purchase them through Disney. When you purchase them through Disney and you're wrapping them up into a package, it's a secure package, right? It's one package that either you're working or your travel agent is working. Now, is is the travel agent going to like this? Probably not, right? Right. Uh, But you know what? Like, I don't care. Like, personally, as an agent, I don't care if a family does this. I know what services I can lend right, as a travel agent, so mm-hmm. totally confident in defending my argument towards, you know, should you use a travel agent, should you not, should you go with the Sam's Club um, tickets as well, but I mean, well, you've been, this is probably biased, but you've used, so this is totally biased, but you've used an agent. I have, versus, a very good agent. Versus not using an agent, and so... What if you were to purchase tickets through Sam's Club? But you're the type of person, though, you take care of things, though. So, well,
2: okay. There's a few things you should know. One, I am a penny pincher. Like, to the extreme, right. I I really do pinch those pennies. The other thing is um, I do a lot of research and I love planning. I have never, ever used a travel agent for anything. I book all of my own vacations all by myself. So, with my first trip last year, I used you. And, I mean... I was, even though I did a ton of research myself, I still had a thousand questions that I got confirmed from you and it was so incredibly helpful. And I have done nothing but praise you and travel agents everywhere, how helpful (laughs) they absolutely are. So this time around, I thought that, you know, you don't do those good neighbor deals. So I used you for my tickets, but I went ahead and booked a hotel. back, Back
1: up, girl. Back up. Good neighbor hotels.
2: Right, which falls under Disney. He does. Yeah, I didn't think that was. Okay, so that's. I didn't think that you use the good neighbor hotels. I thought only if I did Disney. Sure. And I needed a suite with two bathrooms, and that was going to be way too expensive um, for staying at Disney. So I found this Bonnet Creek, and I was like, okay, this is cheaper. I'll go from VRBO. Well, now I find myself like. Actually today, and I leave on Friday. I was emailing the person that I bought it from on VRBO, going, "Um, is there anything I need to know? Sure, because you are getting
1: no response from this
2: person. I'm, am I just supposed to show up? Have I? Do I have a reservation? So it does not feel as secure, and it it, it does make me a little bit nervous. And my anxiety because you're might a planner be a little are. bit high. I know right you're now. nervous. I know I'm. I'm like, can you send me your cell phone number? I want to call you and ask right. more questions. So I I have been using – I used you for my tickets and I've been asking you for all of your knowledge on, okay, well, which which park should I do and what's what's my plan to getting into the park? So I'm so glad that I did that. But I don't think I will ever do it on my own again. Sure, sure. Well, I'm you, going you have to, to, to piece baseball.
1: everything together. Yes. And so when you buy tickets, Sam's Club, I mean it's – Really five dollars a ticket really is what you're saving per day. But not worth it. Um to me no. If, because I would rather just purchase a, a price package and have mm-hmm. it wrapped up all in one and not have to worry about uh, linking everything together and, and putting it all together because what you're doing here is you're a la carteing everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're trying to put it together in your vacation package. That can be difficult at times when you're when you're trying to plan out.
2: It definitely can.
1: Moving on, so I didn't know this. Disney owned a piece of the Yes Network. I'm trying to figure out what this is called. Entertainment Sports Network. That's what this is called. And so according to the New York Times, the Walt Disney Company is going to be selling the Yankees Entertainment and Sports Network. That's what it stands for. For $3.4 billion to a group of buyers, including Amazon, Sinclair Broadcast Group, Redbird Capital, and Blackstone Group. Oh yeah, and of course the Yankees as well. This network, called Yes Network, was launched back in 2002. And it broadcasts Yankees baseball games. I didn't know that Disney... Owned the network that broadcasts the Yankees games.
2: Well, like you said last week, Disney owns everything. everything. Yeah, and then you just said Amazon. and I thought they are too. they going to become Disney? Are they the are they the runner up to Disney? Oh, like awesome they're going to own everything? Forces. Right?
1: That'd be awesome. All right. So what else do you have, Stephanie?
2: Um, I just have another update. I've been watching this Skyliner and that has, I don't know, it just really sprung my interest. So they have some more updates on it. It's going to go 11.7 miles per hour. There will be 300 cabins. I
1: love it that you know how <laughs> fast it's going to go.
2: <laughs> I'm just, I'm very curious about it. And it, it seems, I don't know, I'm, I am I really cannot wait to write this thing. Um, there's 300 cabins and it'll fit 10 people in each cabin. So that's going to move Quite right, a few people at a time. When you think about ten people, ten people each nice. cabin, eleven miles an hour, uh, eleven. So seven. I see a math
1: problem already coming. You know, ten people in a cabin traveling eleven miles an hour from Art of Animation to no, yeah, right.
2: <laughs> Get all technical, um, but yeah, that's. I mean, it's three thousand people that it can move as it goes along. So that's that's impressive. Crazy man. I know. I I was kind of curious about how these tiny little individual boxes were really going to move that many people but I guess when you think how far it stretches and how many of those boxes you can have going along then it it will be a little more effective and they they keep saying it's going to be you know oh it's going to be open in the fall going to be open in the fall but a lot of stuff I keep reading is it could be open in the spring like it's probably ready to go in the spring but they're just debating whether they should wait for that hotel opening or not right so we'll see
1: have you ever seen Maleficent
2: no, I, I haven't.
1: Disney's coming out with another one, okay. Maleficent. It's called Mistress of Evil. It's coming out in October. Angelina Jolie is coming back again to perform as Maleficent. So is she She was in the first one as She well. was in the first one, and she wasn't that evil. She was actually kind of nice, evil, but then kind of nice again, and you're kind of left hmm. thinking, this isn't how I thought the story was going to go, but you you leave liking Maleficent. Well, this one, I believe, just from, I can infer from reading the title, Mistress of Evil, hopefully this one's going to focus on how she became who she is now. Okay. Right? And I'm really looking forward to this one. She did such a good job.
2: So is it worth watching? Is it a good?
1: Oh, definitely. Okay. Go check out, I would say Rent, that's old school, but go ahead and stream, <laughs> <laughs> right? Stream it. Go right? ahead and stream the first one. You'll Every single one of you guys will love it. I think you'll like that film.
2: Okay, I will check that out. That's on my to-do list then.
1: So Disneyland, we know that they helped a few months ago build a new playground set, or maybe that was just a couple months ago. Yeah. I want to say that was just a couple months ago. So now they've donated $5 million to help battle homeless in Anaheim. And this isn't the first time they've done this, and so good on them. The donation to the Orange County Housing Trust, also known as the OCHT, is the first contribution by a private donor. With Disneyland's donation, the OCHT is now able to move forward on the Manchester project. It's going to be breaking ground on a 102-unit affordable housing development in 2020.
2: I'm so glad that Disney gives back. Like, that's really important for a company to give back.
1: They've done so much for the city of Anaheim, and especially the last one before this was the playground and how Mm -hmm. a lot of cast members came together and just volunteers as well for the community. To build a, a giant playground and they built it in a matter of hours, which I we own watched time.
2: that
1: right. We watched that and we were just amazed at how quickly that thing went up. And they're all having a great time. I mean, there's it a all, couple
2: hundred volunteers, yeah.
1: Though. And it was all for the city of Anaheim. And so, everyone had a smile on their face, everyone's having a great time, and it was for them. How cool is that, especially in Anaheim? I mean, in Disneyland, you can get that because it's in the city of Anaheim, right? Like, it's right there. At Disney World, they have they own so much property around Disney World that you don't have that like hometown feel. Um, I'm sure people that live in Orlando feel that Disneyland or Disney World is their hometown, right? Mm-hmm. But it's different. In Disneyland, it definitely is in the middle of everything. Yeah, it's it's more intimate. So, but this is really neat. I'm glad that they donated the money they did and helping to combat homeless.
2: That's awesome. Way to go, Disney.
1: What do you have for us? Do you have anything else?
2: Just my That's it? Just my rumors.
1: Okay, so I'll keep going. I, I have well, one more, and then we'll, we'll hit up with the rumors. Disney reduces Bob Iger's pay, potentially bonuses, by $13.5 million. So the Walt Disney Company has once again amended the possible yearly take-home of CEO Bob Iger. The announcement comes in advance of a company shareholders meeting on March 7th. And the acquisition of 21st Century Fox properties, which is expected by many to, to conclude in the near future. So here are the significant changes for Iger in the coming years, or excuse me, the coming year. Okay, So the CEO annual salary will take a $500,000 drop from 3.5 mil to 3 mil. His annual target bonus will remain static at twelve mil, eliminating the annual eight million dollar increase, and then the twelve or excuse me, the twenty five million annual target long term incentive reward will fall to twenty million.
2: Nick, those are big numbers. Yeah,
1: those are huge numbers, and so I've made an argument for and against why he doesn't deserve, and then why he does. He's done a ton for Disney. Uh, My gut wants to tell me who really needs all that That's money but who
2: needs, it? who
1: needs it but does he deserve it right he's done a lot for the who knows he's uh, obviously a lot of people uh on uh i should say the board believe that he does so anyway so bob Iger's total compensation or compensation excuse me grew between 17 to 18 and we've talked about this before one from 36.3 million to
2: 65.6 whoa
1: yeah due to a favorable contract
2: <laughs> that is a very nice contract.
1: Exactly, but Disney reworked that contract recently, this last December, uh, and so that's a anyway. huge jump. Oh my gosh! Yes, that's a lot of money, right? Yes, A ton of money.
2: Oh, are you man. ready? Here we, we go! High?
1: But I do hear that music, and it is time for rumors. So let's go ahead and jump over to the rumors. And what do you have for us today, Steph?
2: Well, like I said, one of mine has a question wrapped within. Okay. There was a permit that was filed recently that sparked some speculation on the purpose of or on the possibility of a new ride in Africa at Magic King or at Animal Kingdom. Sorry about that. Um but they said it's probably more likely instead of a new ride, it's possibly a Club 33 and that this is the fourth and final Club 33 venue at Walt Disney World. Okay. Um now I've never heard of Club 33. So that's where you come in. What is this mysterious Club 33?
1: Oh, it's mysterious.
2: I I tried to dig a little deeper, and the stuff I found, I was like, "Whoa, this is expensive."
1: So the original Club 33—it's a private club.
2: It's mm-hmm. located
1: in the heart of New Orleans Square there at Disneyland, okay. and it was a place where adults can go to escape the parks and let loose. Okay. So it's become.
2: It is kind of like a VIP lounge at an airport.
1: Uh, on steroids!
2: Right. I mean, right, but like that's what I'm visioning. People like, that only, are members
1: are screaming right now.
2: Right. Only only people who are who are eligible, who have the special card, can get in. That's that's more so what I'm re- referring to. Like you have to have this special membership.
1: So I'm pulling it up here on Wikipedia, of all places. Oh boy! Is that where you went to? No. All right. So it, there
2: was a link, and I went to the link and. The prices I'm seeing are definitely more than a than an airport. Club 33
1: members and their guests have exclusive access to resort experiences, which vary depending on the type of membership. So there are different types of memberships. In addition to the Club 33 restaurant, access may also include other places like the Jazz Lounge within New Orleans Square in 1901, a lounge in Disney California Adventure. Let's see here. I'm moving on down. So Club 33 members designate themselves... Uh, Let's see here. And or others to receive premier passports and valid for Disneyland and Disney World. In addition, their Club 33 membership card grants them access to early park admission as long as they and their, I guess, group of accompanying guests have and accompany annual passes or valid day tickets. Let's see here. But what's the origin of this? So the
2: club, if if you're a member, is that like, I don't know, does that include your... Your tickets for the park and everything, like you, it's you know, this past. is
1: completely separate.
2: Okay, this is separate.
1: So, when Walt Disney was working with various corporate promoters for the track, the attractions, right, back in 1964, 65, the New York's World Fair, he noted the various VIP lounges, all right, okay. provided an accommodation for the corporate elite. So, this gave him the idea that basically became Club 33. And so, when New Orleans Square was planned and built, then he incorporated uh this VIP lounge in that area. So
2: all it gives you is access to the lounge.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you can have a drink, you can it's
2: I'm reading this says membership fees are expected to be even higher than those at the Anaheim location, which currently stand at about fifteen thousand oh, sure. per yeah. year. Sure. After an initial fee of Forty to 60000 range. An, an initiation fee, sorry. That is shocking to me. That's a lot of money. For that price, I'm expecting you to get into <laughs> to the park for free.
1: So I've never been in a, a Club 33, so I couldn't tell you what's in there, but I only could tell you what's in the, what's, you know, not video, but pictures. There are pictures. Are you not it's supposed
2: not, to? Is it that secretive that you're not it, supposed you to? You know that? Pictures? I don't
1: know. It'd be kind of cool to have someone on that's a former member or a yeah. member, right?
2: Give us more information. I was just like... I read that over and over, like, those prices. And I'm like, am I saying that right? $15,000. Yeah, 40, no, you're, you're saying 000, that right. 40000 60000 Holy cow. That is a lot of money. So, like, I know
1: in these clubs they have, like, props and stuff from Disney films. So, it's, it's a lounge. Yeah. Like a Planet Hollywood, per se, just for Disney. Disney trinkets and props and drinks and... For the elite, right? To go spend some money, have a good time, and get away from the park. To be—it's a status thing, you know. Yeah. It's a status thing.
2: These people won't be buying their tickets from Sam's Club. That's no, for sure. <laughs> they no, won't need to save that to money. To <laughs> save five
1: bucks? No, definitely not. That was funny. That was a good one, man. Uh, let's see here. Here's my rumor. Maybe you came across this. And I was just talking to Walt Express about this just the other day. If they had heard anything, the death of the Disney autograph. Yes. So that's been really making the news lately. I haven't found hard evidence of it actually going away. Right. Because they're still doing it. Right. But people are claiming, guess, that in some locations they are not.
2: That they're saying no.
1: At different restaurants. And some cards are being pre-filled out with stamped signatures on them, right? Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So I don't know. Yeah, that's
2: sad. Now, I did read an article on that as well. And it was... While while they are pre-stamping your card and saying, oh, well, now you get to have more of an experience. You don't have to waste your time getting a signature. I, don't, I mean, Lucy wasn't even two when we brought her there. And she was holding out her little book saying, sign this, sign this, sign this. Like, she knew. And she would have been heartbroken if somebody would have said no or if sure. somebody wouldn't have done it. But then some of it was saying that some of these costumes just limit your ability to sign something. So that can be another reason that characters aren't able to sign and that maybe it's kind of going away because their costumes, they've got these huge gloves or they have something that makes it really difficult.
1: Let's see here. Uh, Pixar. There's the Pixar Play Zone at Disney's Contemporary Resort closing. So after nearly a year of operation, there's speculation going on that Pixar Play Zone might be closing or cutting back to operational or operating seasonally, I should say.
2: And it's only been open for a year, and they're already thinking.
1: So at this time, rumored, according to this rumor at this right. time, there are no operating hours posted after March 30th, 2019. I have not gone online to fact check that, but this was just a quick rumor I pulled mm. while we've been talking. So yeah.
2: Interesting. Um, I know this is a huge can of worms, and there's a lot in this, but what about... What kind of rumors have you heard about Epcot and all of the updates that they're going to be doing? I've heard there's like a, a $500 million expansion happening over the next three years.
1: The, in- or the entrance, excuse me. Yes, we me. talked about With that With all one. that's going, mm-hmm. uh, they're incorporating Guardians of the Galaxy. But you're talking about adding. So I know there's been rumor about them adding pavilions.
2: Right. Brazil, possibly yes. Spain.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep.
2: Brazil seems to be the one that keeps coming up. Like, it might actually, I think they have, like, renderings and...
1: You can go online and look at these filings that have been published and you're like, there's no way they're not going to build a new pavilion because there's room and you see here that they plan on it, but...
2: Brazil would be the 12th? Yes, the 12th showcase. yes, yes. And then I, I've, seen, the I was say, I've seen a couple things about Spain, but that one just doesn't pop up as much. So I'm wondering if that one's maybe behind Brazil.
1: Uh, I, I'm not sure. There's just a lot, period, dot, going on over at Epcot right now. And I'm right. glad they're dumping in a lot of money on that park. Yes. Did you have any other rumors? I am fresh out.
2: No, that's mm. it.
1: All right, so we're going to head over to history. So I'm going to take us back.
2: All Here right. we go.
0: We're traveling backwards in time. Right now we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go.
1: All right, so this day in history, have you heard of Ridley Pearson before? I haven't. Okay, so he wrote all the Kingdom Keepers series. It's a series of books okay. that originate from like when the park would close and everything went dark that the villains come out and take over. Oh, how fun. It's a pretty cool series with the kids and adults alike. So it was really cool. So, this day back in 1953. So, happy birthday, Ridley Pearson. Let's see here. We have back in 1969, the Disney film The Love Bug, starring Dean Jones and Michelle Lee, Buddy Hackett, and Joe Flynn, I is released to the
2: public. I haven't seen that one. Have you? You haven't seen it? You no. haven't seen The Love Bug? Are you kidding me? You didn't I see haven't. it when you were a kid? No. Oh, my God. I actually I haven't even heard of it. Uh, I know. Don't.
1: So in this day in history, back in 2005, the Walt Disney Company directors chose a new president. This president is Robert A. Iger to succeed chief executive Michael Eisner, which coming in, those are some pretty big shoes to fill. Some Eisner shoes, but uh, Bob Iger, I think, has filled those and some and has taken Disney in a a direction where it's just been extremely successful. it,
2: It sure has been. I will agree with you there.
1: 2007, Hannah Montana kicks off the new D concert series on Disney XD. So if you're a Hannah Montana fan, there you go. I'm sure a lot of you guys listening are like, oh, I remember when Hannah Montana was a thing. Oh, I do. What is she doing now?
2: I have no idea. I have no idea
1: either. I'm sure there's some stuff you can look online like back then and, and right. now you see that stuff. Where all is she was, now? Right. And in 2015, this day in 2015, Cinderella, this will be the last one, Stephanie, a live action romantic fantasy film was distributed by the Walt Disney Pictures and it is released. Do you remember
2: this when it came out? Now this one I have seen. Okay. Amazing.
1: So I've never seen what? the movie all the way through. What? Yes.
2: Okay. Well, that's your homework then. You I know. need to watch so that one. So you watch
1: Love Bug. Okay. I'll deal. watch Cinderella. Okay. By when?
2: I think I You're have another on one though that you told me that I have to watch. Oh, Maleficent. Yeah, watch, watch Maleficent. I have two I need to watch.
1: So sorry, I only have brought three days in this day in history. So that's all I have. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. If you're interested in being a guest on our show, have a question or comment, or simply want that free quote, don't be bashful. Get a little dopey with us and simply text us 407-674-0414. Or email us, mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. Check us out on our social media accounts. Instagram is going to be Mousecapades underscore Nick. Our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast. Twitter is going to be pod. Join us on Monday as we talk with Walt Express Travel. They're coming back on the show. We'll be talking with those lovely ladies from Alabama, so you don't want to miss that. Steph, listeners, I think it's about that time. Peace. And love. Have a magical day, my friends.